Welcome back to another episode of Pop Topic. We took about a bit over a month break here, but we are back full throttle to discuss all the latest news of movie culture for essentially the entire month of July here and to help break down all the crazy news we have gotten the first week of August, we have Tristan. How are you doing today? Doing fantastic. How are you doing, Quentin? I'm doing well. I have a bit of a cold, you know, I'm just getting over a cold here. That's why I haven't recorded in the last week, at least. You know, the, the, the rest of the month, the other stuff was going on. But uh, going over a cold here, it might not sound 100%, but I'm 100% ready to discuss uh, some crazy news going on. But uh, before we get into any of that, have you seen any movies lately, Tristan? Anything of note on your end? I have recently binge-watched the entirety of the Predator series uh, in anticipation of watching Prey, but I haven't yet seen Prey, so I, I still haven't seen that one yet, although I'm very excited. That's awesome. We have the exact same mindset, Tristan, except I'm a little late to the party. I saw half of Predator, the first one, yesterday, and then I realized a new episode of Better Call Saul just came out, and obviously... I had Priority. to watch. Yeah, obviously, I had to watch the new episode of Better Call Saul. You had to do what you had to do. I, I, I can't get spoiled on the second last episode of the entire series. That so, would yeah. suck. Yeah, I haven't seen any of Better Call Saul yet, but thankfully, like nothing's actually been spoiled for me. I know very little of what even the show's about, so I am planning on watching it at some point when I when I get around to it. I can't get any spoilers. You know, it, I rarely do. It's not like a big culture event like Stranger Things or the next MCU film. Like, if I avoid it, I'd normally avoid it, but in the off chance, Tristan, I've spent how you many of my hours? <laughs> yeah, I can't risk it. I, I just can't. So I have to watch it when it comes out. So I'm going to watch the rest of Predator right after we're done recording. I, I'm going to watch that, and I will be watching the rest of them before Prey. Because similar to you, Tristan, I don't know, well, I don't know about you in regards to Prey, but I've heard nothing but great things, and I'm ecstatic for it. Oh, yeah, I've only heard great things about the movie. I was excited for it, you know, when I first saw it revealed. I thought all the marketing material looked great. Um, I liked the name of it, Prey. I was really excited for this one, and they, uh, the reviews have been super, super positive. So I'm very excited. Yeah, I agree with you on the title of the movie. I think the title, Prey, is fantastic, especially compared to the other Predator film names. Predators. It, they have bad names, that's And for sure. the Predator... It, it, it's painful. It's really bad, the names that these films have. Yeah. Just make it Predator, Predator 3, Predator, Predator 4. 2, yeah. Predators and the Predator. Yeah, Predators and the Predator specifically are just terrible. But I think... And just the first one, Predator. All three of them are, are too similar. Right, but obviously... Well, the, the first one's a good title. It's just the other two are so similar to it that it sucks. Yeah. But the title Predator is awesome. Uh, and I think that's what makes Prey so good. So far, I haven't... I like the Predator itself and all like the lore and you know about the Predator, but none of the Predator movies have been very good. I don't think any of them are really that great. So I am expecting Prey. I'm hoping it's going to be by far the best. Yeah, even the first one. Do you like the first one? I thought it was okay. Um, it was all right. It wasn't like significantly better than any of the rest of them. Right. Yeah, I'm liking it so far. I think it's pretty decent, but you know, I'm, I'm not. Holding my breath for the, the, the three sequels to it. Yeah, they're all pretty raw. Yeah. 
Uh, I've seen... Well, I've been watching a lot of A24 films that I haven't yet seen, just for fun, you know, j just to see if there's any that really spark my interest before we do the A24 draft in a week or two. So I've been watching a lot of those. I've pretty uh, much there seen... Are there any that really jumped out at you and he was like, man, this should have been a huge hit. Why wasn't it kind of things? Um... Well the, well, the ones that I really liked were the ones that are already big hits. I just haven't had the time to see them yet. Like? Well, come on. You want me to spoil it? You're not going to steal my draft picks that easily, Tristan. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. I, all right. All right. <laughs> um, and, and, and there's some that I was really excited for, and I guess I can say these because, you know, uh, I probably won't be picking them. But I guess it still helps you out in case you want to get them. But I thought something like Locke. I was really excited for it, and I thought maybe this would have been uh, an easy pick for me, especially because it is in the first three years A24 has come out. I thought, okay, this might be a good pick for the classic A24 section, because there's not many good films in that section. Uh, Luck's okay. It wasn't as good as I was hoping. It's pretty solid. I, I might pick it if, you know, the other one I really want is gone, but as a whole, you know, it's fine for early A24. I feel like A24 really hits its stride. And a couple years later, I feel like the beginning, they were kind of just getting, you know, getting their uh, gears turning, just getting used to it. Yeah, getting their feet wet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you. I, I think the, the first three years, I think that's going to be a tough category to draft for. It's, I haven't really looked up into it. I really don't know how old, you know, what movies are in the first three years. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm looking it up now here. Yeah, there's 19 movies that are out in those first three years. So there's a lot to choose from, but most of them are either not known or just not great. Um, but you know. I can send you a photo if you want. Do you want me to really just send you a photo? So those are the 19 that are out in the first three years. I think I've seen two. <laughs> well, uh, you know. Oh, is Locke the one that he's locked in the car? Uh, he's not actually locked in the car. That's what I thought. Uh, his name's just Locke. It's a dude named Locke, and he's just in a car the whole time. But yeah, I've been watching a few A24. I also watched, you know, I don't know if you saw my message there, Tristan, but like just in the last couple of days, uh, or I guess in the last week or so, really at this point, by the time the podcast is out, there's been a lot of movies dropped online just for people's consumption. Like there's so many films that have now come out. So I watched, obviously I watched Lightyear because that just dropped on Disney+. Plus. I also watched Not Okay, which is on Hulu for America or Disney+, Plus for us up here in Canada. And then 13 Lives, which is on Amazon Prime. So I watched quite a few of the movies that just dropped in the last few days. What was the first one you mentioned? Well, Lightyear. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. That's the only one I've seen of those three. Although I know, I know Hayden's really excited for 13 Lines. <laughs> How was that one? That one's pretty good. Yeah, that one's really good. I probably prefer the documentary on it because it's all based on a true story. Yeah. And they made a documentary on it last year. Oh. So I watched it last year because I heard it was robbed from being nominated for Best Documentary on, uh, you know, uh, for the Oscars. So I watched it because I heard everybody thought that it should have been the winner and it didn't even get nominated. And I watched it and it was a really good documentary. Like it was really powerful. So was I, it better than my octopus teacher though? 
Uh, my Octopus Teacher, that was 2020. That wasn't 2021. Oh, so. my bad. My bad. What was last year's winner for Best Slap? Uh, last year's winner. Oh, it was the one right after the slap. What was that? Summer of Soul? Summer of Soul. Yeah. Summer of Soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, I prefer the rescue over Summer of Soul, but Summer of Soul was also really, really good. So I don't got an issue with it. Uh, I preferred the rescue. I think the rescue was the best documentary of last year. Uh, that or Flea. I, I just really like Flea. Just, you know, based on how it was made, I just think it's so interesting. But The Rescue is really good. 13 Lives, I don't think is as good. But, you know, if you haven't seen the documentary and you don't know exactly what happened, I, I think the film would be great. Like, it's, it tells you everything that's going on. It is really well made. Andrea cried. She, she, she loved it. So I think, yeah, I think the film is pretty good. Uh, it's just longer than the documentary. So, you know, you might as well just watch the documentary. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I think it's two and a half hours long. That's probably its biggest issue, is it's kind of really fucking long. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, uh, it's better than the last film the director made, which was Hillbilly LG. So I guess, there you go. Oof. Yeah, that was a rough one. <laughs> yeah, you know. Not a, not a high bar for it to clear, but it cleared it. Uh, yeah, 13 <laughs> Lives is good. Honestly, of the three that I just watched, Light Year, Not Okay, and 13 Lives, I think 13 Lives was my favorite. Like, it, it is pretty good. I think you guys would like it. I've never heard of Not Okay. What's that one? Not Okay is a wild concept, Tristan. You should definitely check it out. Um, it is really... It, it's an interesting film for modern times where a woman wants to get social media in she wants to have a presence on social media she wants to kind of be popular i guess so she fabricates a story that she is going to paris just visiting paris france and she's photoshopping herself with the eiffel tower and the bridge and all this stuff to like look very you know to like get clicks like oh look at me i'm traveling look at how great my life is but in the middle of her posting these photos pretending she's in paris there's a terrorist attack in paris and she suddenly has to pretend that she's a survivor of a terrorist attack oh shit that sounds really good yeah it is pretty interesting andrea hated it what she just thought the protagonist was way too unlikable she thought she was a piece of shit for like you know well she sounds like it she probably (laughs) yeah which is really funny i don't know if hulu shows this but when you click on it on Disney Plus, Tristan, because it's Disney Plus, I don't know if Hulu has the same caution. At the beginning of the film, it literally says, warning, this film has an unlikable protagonist. No way. Yeah. That's, that's the- incredible. <laughs> I, like, actually laughed out loud. Like, yeah, literally warning, you're not going to like this person. Before the movie even starts, uh, maybe Disney Plus already got backlash. A lot of people do get confused when they when the bad when the main character is a bad person. You know, I mean, a lot of people just assume the main character is the good guy. All yeah, honestly, like a Breaking Bad. Yeah. Even people think Walter White's the good guy. It's like, how? Where did you come up with that that answer? Yeah, exactly. Walter White's a perfect example. Protagonist does not mean hero. It means the central character, and she is. So she's the you know she's the central focus of the film. But she's not supposed to be a good person. And the film is aware of that. A lot of people uh, compare this to Dear Evan Hansen. Because, you know, yeah. it's someone who starts a lie and they just don't know when to stop. So, they, you know, it kind of just keeps going and it gets messier. And, you know, 
it's, it's, it's kind of similar in idea, I guess. But, uh, you know, coming from someone that fucking hates Dear Evan Hansen, it's not even fucking close. This film is aware that she's a piece of shit. And as long as it's aware of that, it doesn't treat us like we're idiots. I have no issue with her being a bad guy. Yeah, no, it's fine that the main character is not the good guy. As one, as long as you're still likable, there's no reason being likable, being, you know, a good person or a good, a good guy in this situation. And as long as, yeah, we're self-aware. I hate shows when the main character, we're free, I feel like I'm supposed to like them even though I hate them. And I get that feeling a lot with, with some movies and shows. Namely, like, a uh, Bridesmaids. Have you seen that one lately? Yes, I did. The main character is dreadful. I can't stand her. <laughs> and I feel like I'm supposed to like her. Yeah, I don't really like her. I don't hate her, but I agree with you that the film kind of makes us want to sympathize with her, and I don't. Like, I think if the film was no. more, hey, she's a flawed person, she's kind of a piece of shit, but at least she's growing or something, then, like, I'm down for it. But in the whole viewpoint, we're supposed to really think she's so down on her luck, and, oh, her friend, and now has a new friend, oh, how terrible, and it's like, no. She's allowed to have another friend. Like, this isn't yeah, terrible. Yeah, we're supposed to hate the new friend when the new friend was nothing but nice. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't have it. Like, I like the character, but the fact that it's portrayed like she's really likable when she's not. Uh, and, you know, that's the case for a lot of films. Yeah. So I, I don't have an issue with not okay. I think the film just gets really cringy at times. Like, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's, you can tell it's really written for, like, Gen Z at times. But for the most part, uh, I think it's pretty fun. And even if you think it's a little wacky or stupid, like what I think, or even if you think it's, like, like she's a really terrible human being and you just can't stand her, like what my wife thinks, uh, the movie's definitely not boring. And the movie is pretty fucking wild. So I think, I, I think Not Okay is pretty okay. I, I recommend it. You give it the recommend to watch? Uh, it's worth the time? I think so. Uh, honestly, I would recommend watching Not Okay and then the documentary The Rescue, and it's probably going to be the same length as watching 13 Lives. Wow, how long is 13 Lives? What? Well, it's two and a half hours. It's not actually the combined length of both. I think both Not Okay and The Rescue are about 90 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. That is a long, long movie, though. Two and a half hours. Yeah, it, it is pretty long, but but they tell everything pretty well. I I think like it's long, but to to be fair, like I didn't really feel like it dragged too much. I, I feel like they had quite a bit to show, so I don't have an issue with it. Amazon Prime has thirteen lives. Disney Plus has Lightyear and Not Okay, a one streaming service that is in fact losing films. Really, the big story. Of all of this, Tristan, you know, even if I'm kind of sick, I, we, we need to talk about it before it's pretty much dead news in a week's time when I'm feeling better. And that's HBO Max. Yeah, HBO Max is going off the rails here. It's kind of fucking crazy what's going on. Like, this is stuff that I would have never imagined a studio doing. I remember when we discussed the day and day release that they did a year ago, which, by the way, honestly... I think we all said it was a terrible idea, and, you know, it, it was for the company making profit, but honestly, what a great fucking year for HBO Max. Oh, like, <laughs> it was fantastic for the consumer. So much great content. Like, honestly, and that was, like, Warner, one of Warner Brothers' best years, was it not? Warner Brothers released Godzilla v. Kong, Dune, which was, Dune, Dune wasn't day and day release, though. They, they changed that, right? I think so. I could be wrong. It was if dropped you watched Dune the day it came out on a TV, what are you doing? Come on. 
Sorry, actually, I apologize. I think it came, I think like maybe they gave it like a day before they dropped it on HBO Max. It, it was pretty much immediately after. I take it back, actually. Okay. They dropped it pretty quick. I remember. I, I watched it in theaters anyways. Yeah, so I watched it in theaters. So you, you have to. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you have to. But I remember because I watched it the first time. I did not have the greatest theater experience. And then I actually watched it at home like four days later. So, oh, yeah, yeah it, they did drop it pretty much right away. And to be fair, it was still pretty fucking good, at, you know, setting it up in the TV at home. Uh, well, what a great film. And then they dropped Matrix Resurrections, which, you know, most people don't like. I thought was fucking great. Uh, solid year for HBO Max. I'll give it. I'll give them that. It was a good year to do it. It was. They also had Space Jam 2, which you didn't mention, because uh, neither <laughs> one of us liked, but some people did. Yeah, yeah, you know. They dropped Space Jam 2 and Tom and Jerry, but you know, uh, that's fine. Oh, yeah, Tom and Jerry too. Yeah. No, they, they can't all be home runs. That's fine. They're not all winners. Yeah. Uh, we, we should actually do, like, uh, at the end of the year, discuss the winning studio of, like, the core six. Like, which studio came out with the best lineup of films for the year? We should. I think that's a good idea. Uh, just like the top Paramount. of head is was HBO Max or sorry HBO was uh would you say Warner Brothers was probably the best of 2021? Just at the top of mind, they had a pretty good lineup. Dune plus Godzilla and Kong is a huge, a uh, good one-two punch. You know, it really is. Yeah, kind of think. Yeah, it's probably probably the best stuff. Yeah, I think it's my I think it's my favorite at least. You know, we don't know. four always does these, and they always have a good lineup. Oh wait, sorry, sorry. I'm talking about like the core six. If we're talking about any studio, well then no, a Neon wins last year. Neon was absolutely incredible. What did Neon have? Neon dropped Pig, Spencer, and Teton. Yeah, that's a pretty good year. That's a real Quentin year, right there. Yeah, that's, that's a real that's a real Quentin year. That is true. Uh, and then they dropped another film. I'm trying to remember. Um, I think it was The Worst Person in the World. Never saw that one. Yeah. Which, that one, I, I honestly, uh, I think it's one of the most beloved films, you know, by, like, film critics last year. Uh, I, I didn't necessarily love it. I think it's more your kind of film, Tris. It's, you know, it's a coming-of-age oh, yeah? film. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really nice coming-of-age story. It's good. Uh, it's my least favorite of the four uh, that Neon distributed last year. But still. It was a pretty good year last year. It was, a, it was a good year. So Neon would probably be my favorite if we're doing any studio. If we're talking about the, if we're talking about the big five or six studios, uh, yeah, I think, I think it'd be Warner Brothers. I, I think they had a good year. Yeah, that's fair. Probably Warner Brothers and of the of the big the big studios. Yeah. So uh, despite Warner Brothers having a great year in 2021. They're not having the best year this year. You know, they released the Batman. They got some good films coming out. But really, uh, the decision to not even drop them on a streaming service, but to just straight up remove multiple shows and films, including really the, the big two that I'm hearing is Scoop 2 and Batgirl, because both of them were pretty much done production or just finishing up. And they're both, well... Backer was, a, I believe, 90 million scoop too. I can't remember the exact number, but you know, uh, it, was, it was it was not a cheap film, uh, and just scrapping them both. I, it's crazy. Now, these, like Batgirl, from what we can understand, was pretty near done. It was pretty much finished, and it's not. And when I first read it, I was at work, obviously, right? Like, oh, I assumed that meant that it was just going to go to HBO Max. Right? It was canceled from theaters, going to trade to HBO Max. 
But then I read again, like, wait, it just canceled in general. This isn't getting released in any way. Not straight to DVD, nothing. It's just disappearing from history. It, it just no longer exists to everyone except for those who work on it, which is insane. It is kind of absurd. I, I can't think of a film, you know, I don't follow film news that much until the last four years. So maybe this is relatively common, but I can't think of a film that was a $90 million film that is just completely scrapped, just completely gone. No reshoots, no cutting it up and trying to remake it in some way, shape, or form. Just completely gone. It is kind of insane, especially when, you know, there's uh, Isra Miller and The Flash over there still looking strong, still uh, still, still yeah, planning to come out. Still, still full steam ahead, even though just today came out he was arrested again yep. for a uh, felony robbery in Vermont. Yeah. Yeah, I know uh, what they're so going to do with he's them. still out there causing mayhem. You never know where or when he's going to show up or what random-ass crime he'll do. All you know is it will happen again. Yeah. Yeah, they should make a horror film off of them. Like, they're, you know, they're, they're just out and about. Who knows what's going on? Um, I think at the end of the next Scooby-Doo movie, they should, they should have changed it to, they pull the mask off, and it's Ezra Miller. Yeah, you would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for those meddling kids. And maybe that was Scoob, too. Maybe that's why they scrapped it. Maybe, yeah, maybe this is what happened in Scoob Holiday Haunt. Because we can't, we can't release it. Not the public. Look, I didn't like the first Scoob, but I do think... You know, a holiday-themed Scooby-Doo movie would have been real fun to come out. And apparently it's real late in production, and they just canceled it out of nowhere. Like, how bad would these movies have to be where they thought it'd be better to have it as a tax write-off than, than release it? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I, like, you know, I'm devastated that they're gone. I literally could not have been less excited for either of these films. Like, I just did not care for either of them, but... Even though I genuinely do not care for them. I was never going to watch them unless one of you guys was going to pick it for a podcast, and I had to. I don't think I had any interest in actually ever checking them out. Just the fact that they're removed. Like, people worked how long on making these films? Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, I don't necessarily want to watch them, but I do think how much work they put into these. How are these not just being released on a streaming service? Like, it's kind of crazy that people put this much effort into making these movies and it's just going to be a write-off. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah, $90 million. It's a huge film. That's a massive budget. Yeah. And it's, just, it's written off. It's, like, how could they even have, like, a small theatrical release? You've got to think they make more money back than they would using as a tax write-off. Yeah. Well, putting it in the theaters, they still have to pay for marketing. And if they really don't that's, have faith... I, that's that. the thing. They have to pay more for what you already assume is going to be, a, you know, a lot. Yeah. So that's, that's, I get the issue there. Yeah, and I understand looking at it and being like, okay, this is the hand we're dealt. This is not good. But just drop it on a streaming service. Like, are you really getting that much money off the tax rate off than to just drop it on a streaming service? Yeah, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so, but, you know, what do I know? Um, they also just claim because it's not with what they want to do with DC moving forward. But does anyone really care? Yes. Uh, yeah, this was the, the other thing I had on my notes here. Uh, the future of the DCEU. I believe yeah. they said they're going to they're gonna have a 10-year plan. They're going to sit down, map out what they're going to do, try and do what Kevin Feige did with Marvel, which sounds good on paper, but unless I'm mistaken, isn't this the same thing they said at the beginning of the DCEU? They're going to sit down, map it out, and look at where it got them. Like, 
This is, their, I believe, their third time saying this. Oh, really? They said it 10 years ago, and then when that didn't work, they said they're going to do it again, um, and then that didn't work. And so now they're doing it once again. Yeah. Obviously, as a guy that doesn't even care about the MCU, let alone the DCEU. No one even cares about DCEU. Even DC fans. I really don't care about this 10-year plan. Uh, you know, make these movies, sure. I honestly just want them to say, fuck the 10-year plan. Like, do they not look at the movies that they have made, which would have been the Joker that was largely successful, the Batman, which was extremely successful considering it was still, like, you know, uh, COVID was pretty much done at that point, but it was still... It was still on. You know, it was, you know, so it was, it was still the beginning of 2022. It, it was still kicking around. And it's still the third most successful film of the year. Obviously, only behind Top Gun Maverick, which is pretty much its own fucking beast at this point, and Doctor oh, Strange. Yeah, and, 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 and Doctor Strange, which is the, the, you know, the most successful Marvel movie of the year so far. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's your main rival, right? That's the number one you're beating, and it's up there swinging with it. So it's doing better than the vast majority of the DC movies. Yeah, the DC fact that... Not that that's part of the DCEU, but you know. Yeah. Well, you know, they knew there was the Batman, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, you know, the fact that it's the third most successful film of the year is beating out Thor Love and Thunder, it's beating Jurassic World Dominion, I believe it's still beating that one. Uh, it might be getting pretty uh, Not close. worldwide, it's not, that's for sure. Oh, okay. well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, worldwide, Dominion's beaten a, um, a multiverse madness. Well, that's, that's oh my god. Is uh, I haven't seen Worldwide. I normally don't check it, but Tristan is Worldwide for Jurassic World Dominion. Is it getting close to the billion? Is it going to make a billion? Uh, I can't remember how close it was. It is doing pretty good though. It's second worldwide because they had a release in China, unlike Multiverse of Madness and a lot of other movies. Because I'll tell you right now, if it makes a billion. I, I might just, well, you know, I, I regained faith in humanity when Top Gun Maverick made a billion. I might yeah. lose that faith if Jurassic World Dominion makes a I'm billion. I'm so surprised how many casual fans loved it. Like, I, don't, I don't see the appeal at all. I, I can't grasp it. I genuinely cannot. And to be fair, they say people love it. And obviously people do, because online they do. I have not met a single person in person that likes it. That's a good point. And, you know... I work with a bunch of people that don't really watch movies. I, okay, well, I don't really hang out with that many friends, but, like, I got a couple friends, and I know that they've seen the film, and I ask them about it. Like, you know, Well Dog, he watched it with me. He fucking hated it. I wouldn't really call him yeah, a casual. Well Dog does but, movies, though, you know? Like, yeah. well, Dog, well Dog knows what he's talking But he only sees, like, five films a year. He, he's, he's, he's kind of in that demographic now. And That's I, true. yeah, and I have some other friends that don't watch a lot of movies, and they've seen it, and I can't tell you a single one that likes it. I, I, Know the numbers say they do, and obviously the money says they do. I have not met one yet. I don't, I don't know who these people are. I don't really know very many people who have seen the movie. Good. Uh, I unfortunately do. I think almost every person I have talked to has seen it, just none of them liked it. That's fair. But the fact that everybody has seen it, I guess, does prove why the numbers are so high for this film. But, yeah, we're getting sidetracked. You mentioned Jurassic World Dominion. I just had a shit on it again. I don't understand how it's doing so well. But aside from that, the Batman's doing well. Joker, 
obviously did incredibly well considering its yeah. budget and how and much money it made. And there have been some big hits in the DCEU, namely Wonder Woman and Aquaman, were both massive hits. Right. But those were very much standalone films. They yeah. were only part of the DCEU just because the Gal Gadot was in other movies and same with Jason Momoa. Nothing really happened in those films had to do with other movies. But all the ones that didn't mix franchises, the big coming together films, Justice League, Batman v Superman, uh, they all suck. Right, but but Wonder Woman and Aquaman, they're still part of the DCEU. They're still part of like that very bland formula that... They were still, yeah, they were 100%, you know, the Marvel, right? They felt very much like a Marvel movie, but just with Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Yeah. Like, I get that. And same with, you know, Wonder Woman 1984 and Shazam and all the other, you know, that weren't bad, bad, like Batman v Superman. Justice League, but we're, we're, weren't good either. I don't want them to do a 10-year plan. Obviously, I'm sick of, like, when you make a universe, it's fun in concept, right? Like, the MCU's fun, uh, and, and up until Endgame, I, I, I had a fairly fun time. But I'm re-watching them, because I'm actually doing a MCU journey ranking here uh, over the course of the next six months. So I'm watching Phase 1, which honestly, some of them you know, are kind of unique in their own style. Like, Thor is very different from Iron Man, which is very different from Captain America, the first Avenger. These films actually feel like a pretty different style. One's a war flick, one's like a Greek hero journey. One's, you know, well, Iron Man's just normal MCU, I guess. But, you know, by itself, it was pretty unique. But... When you get to phase two and three, I, I, it's, you kind of start to notice each movie it has a different character, it has a different villain, but it's the same joke setup, it's the same cinematography, it's the same, you know, format. They literally have the same format. DCEU, literally every movie in that universe is the same format. And that's the issue with the universe is, you know, you could restart this 10-year format that the DCEU is supposedly doing right now but my main concern is we've already spent 13 14 years with the mcu we've already spent about 10 years with the dceu if it's going to be the exact same formula even before they start it's already going to feel bland like i think the batman and joker are so unique in its style and i think at least i hope that that's why they're both widely successful because not only they're a superhero film that every you know everybody knows who the Batman and Joker is, but they also aren't used to the gritty noir style of Batman and the psychological thriller of Joker. It's something new with these characters in a style. And I hope that the DCU does that, but if they're saying they're going to follow the same formula as the MCU, before it even starts, Tristan, this is going to be boring. They, they, I think they should just stick to... Solo films, maybe make a sequel like the Batman's going to have if you want to. Oh, actually, Joker and the Batman are going to have sequels. Like, just do stuff like that. Make your own individual films. I agree. If they just start, since screw connecting all these movies and just take good stories of cool characters and told those stories with DC characters, whether they be solo films or combination films, but don't connect any of them. Just make a single film here, a single film there, and focus on making good stories and good movies. I think they've had a lot more success. Than worrying about this, you know, big interconnected universe. I think, I think a lot of people are, you know, it was fun at first and it's still kind of fun here and there, but I think people are leaning on it. 
Uh, it's not the draw it used to be. Now it's, you know, rather than something cool and unique, it's almost expected. Superhero genre in general seems to be losing steam. That's all things do. They come in and out. Um, and it feels like we are probably... We're past the peak of the superhero genre, to say the least. I would say Endgame, I think. I think a lot of people expect that to be the peak, and it does look like it's going to be. So I don't know if having another 10-year plan of interconnected movies is going to make sense, because who knows where the movie audience will be in 10 years from now. And, and, and to bank on making a really, really good movie 10 years from now, and we just have to wait to get there, uh, isn't appealing to consumers. And it's also interesting that kind of showing on the mcu side of things you know uh i have seen dr strange in the multiverse of madness uh over a month ago or so at this point i thought it was pretty i thought it was pretty fun you know as much as i don't really enjoy the mcu i thought it was a pretty good time but that has gotten a lot of backlash as we discussed when it first released thor love and thunder which i have not seen yet i i'm i'm, I'm avoiding watching these in theaters i don't really care that much but that seems to be getting a lot of backlash. Like, every MCU film at this point, unless it's got Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, is going to be getting a lot of backlash at this point. Same with Eternal. Same with Black Widow. Like, every single yeah, movie. and like, some of them I agree with, the, 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 you know, the backlash on. I, I thought Thor Love and Thunder was pretty solid. I think what we're really seeing, though, is for a while there, all the MCU movies were getting, like, high 90s, you know, high 80s, um... Review scores, right? On Rotten Tomatoes, both audience and critic scores. They're getting these astronomical, super high scores that, let's be real. Like, were any of the MCU movies that, that level, besides some of the particularly good ones? First Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider Man Homecoming, Infinity War, Black Panther, you know, some of the real fantastic ones. But most of the in betweeners, the Ant Mans of the World, the Second Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, Civil War, they don't deserve the high 90s they're getting. They're getting them because back then the hype for. MC was so friggin' high. I think now we're kind of seeing, you know, a, a more second sober thought at the MCU. And I think the scores are getting now the high 70s, low 80s, are probably more where they deserve to be in the first place. And they're not really that bad of scores. They're just more deserved. Yeah, I think that's a really good point where the scores they're getting now seem low in comparison but honestly on paper this is probably what they should have been getting a long time ago i did get the scores for all the thor films because i do think it's interesting that thor love and thunder is getting this kind of backlash because the first thor got a 77 percent on rotten tomatoes thor the dark world got a 66 percent thor ragnarok got a 93 percent and thor love and thunder got a 65 percent so it's one percent below dark world it is still below dark world that's kind of crazy 65 percent. it's 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 the second best in thor movies there's no question it is easily better than for sure dark world and i think significantly better than the first one as well yeah uh, i haven't seen it yet i can't weigh in but i do think it's interesting that it is lower than those two 65 percent seems pretty decent but it is kind of insane that Dark World is 66. The original Thor is 77. Like, these well, are pretty high. And for high. a while there, both those Thor movies were two of the lowest rated MCU movies, yeah. right? And still now looking at them, they still feel inflated. The 77 and the 66 still feel undeserved. And those were the lowest rated MCU movies. Yeah, I believe Dark World was always the lowest rated until now. Now it's Thor 4. Really? Even Eternals is above it? Like, those two? Uh, here, let me get the actual score for Eternals. Uh, give me a second. I yeah. didn't have it up. And a, um, 
Doctor Strange? Uh, the original or Multiverse of Madness? Two, two, not the first one. The first one's going to be pretty. So I was wrong. Doctor Strange the Multiverse of Madness is a 74. So okay. that's still higher. And honestly, that's, a, that's what I would probably give it. 74 sounds about right. Yeah, I, I think it's a very fun time. But Eternals is definitely the lowest at a 47%. Ooh. And that's audience or that's critics, right? That's critics. What's audience given it? Take a guess. Uh, 62. 78. Oh, wow. That's surprising. <laughs> Tristan, um, any, MC, any MCU fans giving it, a, giving it a fresh? I thought even MCU fans didn't like Eternals. Yeah, I'm uh I I thought so too. I thought I I thought it would have been lower. 78 is pretty shocking. But yeah, uh I take it back. Eternals is the lowest, then I guess Thor 4. Then Thor Low and Thunder. Yeah. It is interesting that Phase 4 is getting you know, kind of mixed reviews, mixed or just straight up bad reviews by some of these critics and audience members. Even though they are doing well in the box office, with this mindset that viewers are having is you know less and less people every time are going to slowly just stop checking these films out which is why i think the mcu is aware of this when they announced their lineup for these films for the next couple of phases phase five and six these phases are going to be coming fast tristan did you see their lineups that they announced i, a few I was weeks going ago? to say that too because dc is going to come up with a 10-year plan but even marvel's not doing a plan anymore the next, you know, Infinity War ending, you know, scenario is planned for 2025, right? Or 2026, yeah. which is only four years away, right? And that's, that's like the next end of the saga or whatever. And it's called the multiverse saga. Yeah. Phase five, Tristan, is 2023. That's it. 20, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Phase five is just 2023. Wait, 23 or 24? 2023. The phase four ends after Black Panther. This is the last film for phase four. And then 2023 is, is that's all of phase five. Phase so five phase is, is phase 2024, 25, and 26. Uh, and then phase six is 24 and 25. And that's it. Gotcha. Yeah. So they, you know, DCEU is looking at a 10 year plan. Marvel, I think. I think, I think, you know, Disney's smart. I think they looked at what's going on. They said, okay, we're done, right? Like, like superheroes is like, we're finally phasing out. People are really not liking these movies, even though it's the same quality as every other movie they've made. These are not worse films. Like, Multiverse of Madness. I don't know. I feel the CGI's one's definitely getting worse. Oh, oh, well, no. Yeah, no, the CGI's fucking terrible. Sorry. I'm just talking about, like, story-wise and character-wise. Yeah. Um, you're right. Like, yeah, Thor 4 in particular, particularly, okay, I thought some parts of Thor 4 looked really great, and but particularly the beginning of Thor 4, Boy, did that look rough. So yeah, that, that, the quality in CGI's for sure dropping. But everything else I agree with you is, is, is it's mainly on par. On paper, it should be on par. I guess I'm kind of with the audience. Where like, I guess most of Phase 4, I've been more down on it. But I think it's just because I've been burned out a bit before everyone else. So I've kind of been lower on these for a while. But it is interesting that I, I think Dizzy's kind of looking at it. They go, okay, we're, you know, everybody's kind of getting burned out let's light this bad boy on fire. Like, you know, the, 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 it's starting to burn out a little bit. Let's just throw the gasoline on it and let's just fucking burn through these for a few years and call it a fucking day. Like, I, 
this was not supposed to be a three year three years for Wait, the last two do, phases. Do you, do you think the Secret War is going to be like the final movie? Like that's the last Avengers film. I I'm sure they're going to make more for like their fans, but I think after Secret Wars. I think they'll release like one or two every year. I like. I really think they're just gonna like slow the fuck down and just make a few for like the real fans that are still there. Like you know, like, they're still they're still gonna make money, but I think these are gonna be lower budget films after Secret Wars. Probably be 150 million each movie max, not 250 million for each movie. I think they're just gonna cut the budgets, cut it down a bit, have some fun with the characters. There's always going to be a fan base for it. But I think they're just going to burn through this as quick as possible to get to Secret Wars because that's going to be their next big budget movie. Get all the seats back indoors to watch Spider-Man and Black Panther and Thor fight one final time. And then I yeah, I think after Secret Wars, I think I, I think they're just going to drop it there. I think they'll make them. They'll still make them, but like it's over there's i think the phases are done i think I'm they're gonna, just man honestly, i i don't think secret war feels like the big end for me i think they're gonna have one more saga i think they want a trilogy of sagas here okay you know, so maybe a full, another full three phases but i think these phases they're still gonna get shorter and shorter right i think we're gonna see like a phase of half a year you know like okay. phase freaking seven is gonna be like nothing uh and then it'll probably end at phase but at that point if they have three trilogies it'll end up phase nine I think they will have a final last one, Phase 10. It'll just be like one mega five-hour movie, and they bring everyone back that they can. <laughs> everyone will be in there, and it'll be like five hours. Okay, maybe. maybe. Okay, maybe you're convincing me here. So, are you... Because theor- my theory is they kind of see that people are bailing. They kind of see that they're losing steam here, and they're just trying to burn... Like, let's get to Seer Wars as fast as possible now like we're, we're losing steam i kind of think the same thing they're trying to rush it a little more but secret wars was never and i don't think it's going it just doesn't feel like a final ending to me you know what i mean the whole That's a good coming point. dynasty then secret wars that feels like the middle of the trilogy not the ending i think they're gonna have a full other you know big avengers some probably something wars just to keep in mind too bad they already burned through civil war so they'll have to be creative um and then after that they'll have the the, the final one which would be the 10th phase which would be one big movie and it'll be really big. Maybe even something super insane, like a Marvel vs. DC thing. But that'll probably be too out there. Yeah, 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 definitely not that. And, you know, unless the 10-year plan really works out for them in these days. It really pays years. off. That 10-year plan comes in clutch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, that, that'd be big for them, I guess. But you might be right. Secret Wars does seem like a weird one to end on. It just really, it's apparent to me, they're just trying to get to Secret Wars as fast as possible. I think they see the light at the end of the tunnel. I think they can see the MCU superheroes, it, it's starting to lose steam here. Top Gun it Maverick is weaning in popularity. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. No. Everything weans and wanes in popularity. Westerns at one point in time were the biggest thing yeah. for two decades. And Musicals. Then they off, you know, like everything happened. We've had some great superhero movies in this, you know, decade run of superhero stardom. And it's fine that we move on to something else now. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's, you know, no offense to the superhero fans out there. It's a fucking great thing. Honestly, it's been. 13 years it's been it's been good or actually it's been like 15 years it's been good honestly you know there's been some great films i love infinity war i i, I like a lot of these superhero films but it, it's been 15 fucking years guys like let, let's let's start like getting viewers out to watch other stuff at this point so what i'm fine with the it. next big fad then quentin if, if we think superhero movies are on the out what's the coming up baby what's the next big thing 
Well, I made the prediction a year ago, and I guess I'll still hang on to it now because I called it a year ago. Let's see if it keeps going. Of uh, video games. Ooh, I see. Okay, yeah. I yeah. think video games are really trying with video games, but they keep stumbling. Like that newest Halo show was apparently atrocious. And they're still pro- producing, you know, subpar video game content. They haven't had that big, the big hitter yet. I feel. Yeah, uh, I think The Last of Us is going to be. The big hitter that's going to be coming out on HBO well, in a year. Movie. Uh, no, that's going to fucking suck. But I think yeah. once they make the Last of Us TV show, and it, I, I think it's going to be big. And as soon as it's big, there's going to be all the studios, especially when superheroes are pretty much going to kind of start whimpering out in the year. In a year, you know, in a year from now, when Last of Us is going to be very popular, I'm predicting a lot of the studios are going to go, oh shit. You know, kind of like Game of Thrones, right? Like, you know, uh, which, you know, I guess movies didn't do much with that. But I can see a lot of studios going, okay, what video game IP can we quickly scoop up and make some movies off of? Like, I, I think I think there's a chance for it. Uh, you know, I don't know too much about video games, to be honest with you, except for, like, Nintendo characters. So I well, can... Well, Nintendo they just announced they're starting their own film studio. With Illumination, or are they, like, actually their own studio? Well, they're partnering with Illumination right now for their first project. Yeah. Uh, but they said they're working on some other things, whether it's with or without Illumination. I don't know. Right, I'm assuming it's with Illumination. Honestly, I guess now that we're saying that, I can really start to see Disney is burning through the MCU right now. We're getting Secret Wars in two and a half years, believe it or not, which is kind of insane. These next two phases are going to be a fucking whirlwind. And then right when people are finally exhausted, we're finally over the MCU. Uh, we have Nintendo releasing one or two films. Maybe don't make as much money as Nintendo was hoping, and then Disney just buys them. You know, we'll, we'll buy the film rights. Buy Nintendo. Buy the film Nintendo rights to Nintendo. Oh, just the film rights? Yeah, similar to what they did with Marvel, right? They bought the Marvel film rights after one or two movies and just went, we'll take care of this now. You're welcome. Yeah, that's fair. Nintendo properties... There are four kids, just like the MCU and most of, you know, Disney itself. Uh, yeah, I think Nintendo video game characters are exactly what Disney could go for. Uh, you know, I can see it. Uh, it's, it's up to Nintendo if they're going to stick with Illumination or not. You know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not even a big Disney guy, but I'd rather them make Legend of Zelda than Illumination. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but realistically, it's probably not Illumination. It's probably Universal in general. Because I doubt all their movies are going to be cartoon. You know, you got to think like a Legend of Zelda movie. but probably live action. It could be cartoon. It could very well be live action. All. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I, think, Universal. I think Legend of Zelda would just be good, period. I, I think animation or live action. I, I don't even play Zelda that much. But that feels like a movie. I'd like to see a Fire Emblem movie myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, or maybe even TV show for Fire Emblem, because the story's pretty long. Right. Well, you know, uh, that can be Disney Plus's uh, new TV show that they drop. But what I think the next big fan's going to be, instead of video games, I think we're going to see a, a resurgence, maybe not, you know, as long last as a bit of superheroes, at least for a bit here, of a uh, a fantasy. I think fantasy movies and fantasy TV shows are going to come back here big. We got Willow on Disney Plus releasing later this year. We got Avatar, which is sort of sci-fi fantasy that's set for four or five more movies. We got a Lord of the Rings TV show coming out on Amazon Prime that has like a super high budget for the episodes. That's got a lot of hype behind it. 
I want to be excited to see a lot more fantasy, um, whether more traditional fantasy or more sort of, you know, creative out there as Avatar-style fantasy movies uh, make a big, a, big, a big pop here in the next few years. Are, is fantasy too soon, though? Because the 2000s was fantasy, right? Are we jumping right back to the, the most recent trend at, before was superheroes? Was fantasy? Maybe. Yeah, that's the Pirates of the Caribbean and Harry Potter. Looking, uh, yeah, sure, okay. 2000s was I definitely was fantasy. Like spy movies with all the Mission Impossibles and Jason Bournes. And yeah. Spy movies were bigger in the 2000s. Well, they were big, but, you know, they're still pretty big now with all the James Bond films. I think, like, 2000s was Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Pirates of the Caribbean. Those were the movies that took the... Yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay. Probably off. That's true. What are the odds of fantasy coming back big here? And it could. Honestly, but I think with Fantastic Beasts just absolutely bombing, I'm hoping they, I'm hoping they have another Harry Potter franchise. They could easily do it. They just got to... Stay in fucking Hogwarts with some kids. Like, what Stay are you doing? School. It's, it's so right easy. There. It's so easy. It writes itself. Honestly, I could write a better movie than what they did. So they could do it. Uh, but yeah, I'm just you know, Fantastic Beasts three bombed. Uh, I think I think fantasy will always be popular. I just think uh, let's just wait a little bit. I think give it like another five years. Like, let's get another Harry Potter series going. I like. I, I'm ready for fantasy. I, I always like fantasy, but, you know, I, I still think it might be a little too soon. How many films are coming out in 2023? Phase 5 is, I believe, only 2023, and then one TV show and one movie at the beginning of 2024. That That's Phase yeah, 4. Yeah, so it's probably like five movies. There's probably like four movies coming out next year. Yeah, yeah, and I think, then yeah, I think that's like Phase four 5. Four or five TV shows. All right, let me count this up here for you. We have one, two, three, four, five movies coming out. Like you just said, four are going to be in 2024. Or sorry, four are going to be in 2023. And then one is going to be at the very beginning of 2024. And then one, two, three, four, five, six TV shows. Oh my gosh. That is phase five. And that is going to be in one year, essentially. How excited are you for Phase 5? <laughs> TV shows, do you look forward most to ignoring? I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to be a hater here. I literally don't care about a single one of these. The movies or TV shows, at least Phase 4. I said I was excited for Spider-Man. I was wrong, but I was excited for it. And I was excited for Doctor Strange, kind of. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, you know. I was excited for Spider-Man. I'll, I'll take that. And for TV shows, I was excited for Loki. And I was definitely wrong for that. But you're not excited for Loki season two, which I think is in phase it, it, It's here in phase five. Yeah, it, it's right here. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not excited. That's the one I'm least excited for. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's um, pretty bad. I'm not excited for any of these. Are you excited for any from phase five? Are they just picking, like, bad stuff? Is that it? Is that why they're not... You know, people are kind of yeah. I'm interested in relatively uninteresting things. I'm trying to think. What movies are there? What are the movies? So the movies we have coming out for Phase Five. This is the Phase Five lineup here, guys. Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumanium, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume Three. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty stoked for Guardians. Yeah. The I, Marvels. I think two was a stumble. I think three is going to be good. Yeah. Just because two was a pretty massive stumble for me, I just did not like that one really at all. But the um, Suicide Squad was good, so James kind of still got. Yeah, I, I like the Suicide Squad. I don't know. 
I'm very hesitant just because I really didn't enjoy volume two. But it is the very last time we're going to be seeing Drax. So, you know, it's got to be decent. It, you know, it's a, they, they got to go all out with my boy Drax. So I'm sure it's fine. I'll definitely check it out on Disney Plus a few months after it's out. We have the Marvels coming out. What was your thoughts on Miss Marvel? Did you like that show, Trist? I thought Miss Marvel was pretty good. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 not like super excited for for Miss Marvels, but um, like I'm more excited for for it than probably any of the Marvel movies coming out this year. So uh, yep, there you go. And then we have Blade. Are you excited for that, Trist? What Blade? Blade. Actually, you know, Mahershala Ali playing Blade. I, I'm actually kind of in. I think that's going to be pretty solid. I wish it was like R. I wish they could do a little more creative stuff with it because I know it's going to be the standard Marvel stuff. But overall, I, I, I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, more, honestly, I'm more excited for these Marvel movies than I thought. This, that one in particular. If they told me Blade was like the Batman where it's just its own movie, I'd be pretty excited. Yeah, I would be a lot more excited about it then. Yeah, I'd be pretty stoked. Uh, and then the last film in Phase 5 is Captain America New World Order. Yeah. That's your standard Yeah. And then well, the TV I, shows? I like, of all the TV shows, Captain um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I mean, was my favorite by far of all the TV shows. Yeah, yeah you did so say that. That leads me, you know, I, I am excited to see what happens next. I'm not expecting it to be good, but, you know. Wait, hold on. Does, for me to enjoy Captain America 4, do I have to watch the TV show? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I, I know that Falcon is the new Captain America. Honestly, I assumed that at the end of Endgame when he passed in the shield. I'm like, oh, he's Captain America now. And then they had an entire TV show just to tell me that he's Captain America. <laughs> I'm like, I already assumed that if the show never existed. Okay, um, good. I think, so, I'm, yeah, I think I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's all you really have to know from the show. Um, not that there was other good stuff in the show. I did enjoy it, but uh, that's just what I really have to know about it. Okay. And as long as you're not super mad about that, some of the weirdos on the internet are, you'll probably, you know, you'll, you'll be fine. Perfect. Yeah, no, I think I'm good to go. Uh, quickly, just the six TV shows. We have Secret Invasion, Echo, Loki Season 2, Ironheart, Agatha, The Coven of Chaos, and then Daredevil Born Again. Yeah, I'm not really excited for any of those. Although, they, the Agatha, Coven of Chaos, that used to be called Agatha, House of Harkness. Which name do you like better? <laughs> I- I, I really don't I, care. <laughs> I really like the, the, the original one better, House of Heart. But I, uh, I can't remember why they changed that. I guess it's like... You know, uh, they just got more into... You know, Covenant Chaos has a good ring to it. It's kind of like Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. I mean, House of Harkness has the same type of alliteration going on. I guess. But, you know, I think, I think, the, I think the Gen Zs like the word chaos. I, I think that's yeah. fine. Chaos is a fun word, you know? Yeah, I get it. I, I, you know what? I, I don't care for either names, but, uh, you know, if I'm going to have to pick my stance, fuck it. Why not the Coven of Chaos? That seems cool. Why not? So, you know, that's the lineup here. Should be fine. Is, is Deadpool 3, is that going to be part of the MCU? See, I don't really follow this much. Is that going to be in Phase 6 then? Are we going to have to wait another two years? Um, well, they announced it was in Phase 6 also. Oh, no, they didn't. They only announced three. They announced Fantastic Four and then the two Avenger films. Two Avenger films, yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's part of the MCU. But if that's part of the MCU, does that mean the first two Deadpool movies are part of the MCU? Well. I guess it would be just a different universe, right? It's all part of the MCU. Yeah, that's like, yeah, you know, that's like saying Spider-Man 3, you know, the, the, the best film of all time, Tristan, is part of the MCU. Yeah, that's true. It, that's a good point. If it is, then that's the best movie in the MCU. <laughs> I think Kevin Foggy is going to not count. Yeah, so, you know, if we're, if we're going to count that, then I guess any movie is technically part of the MCU at this point. Phase 5 is going to be fine. Uh, I don't know. I kind of hope Phase 6 is done, is going to be the last nail in the coffin here, but I think you might be right, Tristan. I think they're maybe trying to burn through this, get to Secret Wars as much as possible, get them hooked again, right? Like, Endgame got everyone hooked, and then they kind of lost them because of the, the pandemic. We well, waited a year. The chart, and they're probably thinking, look, we could probably run this course right to the end of this decade, right? Two full decades of MCU. They could probably, they could probably do that. You know what I mean? And so they timed it right. Like, you know, phase, this end of 2026, they got four years for three more phases. That seems pretty doable for the time of what they're doing now, right? And realistically, Phase 10 will probably come out, and by Phase 10, it's going to be one movie, hopefully just called Phase 10. Uh, we'll probably release, like, 2031, 2032, typically. Right. I think their plans on how many films they're going to be making, how many TV shows they're going to be having, I don't think that's going to be changing much. I think they're just going to be amplifying the speed they're doing this. I think maybe they looked at, you know... They've still been making money, but they haven't been making as much money, right? Like, Top Gun Maverick is absolutely destroying Multiverse of Madness and Thor Love and Thunder, which Thor Love and Thunder is surprisingly doing way worse than I thought it was going to be doing. It, Thor Love and Thunder looks like it's going to lose the Minions, too. Which is kind uh, of, which, you know, which, which is embarrassing. And a loss to Jurassic World Dominion, which I remember saying when we made our predictions, uh, I thought was never going to happen. I was pretty confident that the two MCUs were going to be at the top, and it looks like Thor is going to be fifth for the summer, which is pretty shocking. Pretty embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's tough. Three movies beat it. I would have never predicted it. Three non-MCU films, which has never happened, by the way, since 2019. 2018, actually. No movie has thwarted an MCU film unless it was owned by Disney. That's it. Like, and, like, well, I, think, I think right now, also, like... Thor Love and Thunder still did good. It made lots of money. Oh. It was still a big hit. They made money, yeah. I think the expectation for Marvel movies is just astronomical right now, and that's because they're a victim of their own success. They did phenomenal in the past. But they can still make lots of Marvel movies. They just don't have to always be the biggest movies ever. They, you know, I mean, a Marvel movie can still come out and do just fine. And it can still be a good movie without, you know, being number one or two in the box office. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to see... From here on out, probably to at least the end of the decade, and probably even further than that, uh, until they eventually just completely give up. And then wait 10 years and reboot. I think they're just increasing the pace because they kind of see that they're losing a bit of steam here. I think they're just going to make as much as they can until the world burns, you know, until it burns to the ground. Like, I think they're just going to make, you know, they're making five, four movies every single year, five TV shows, six every single year. Uh, they're making as much as they can. Uh, and, you know, I don't blame them. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> just you know what was it back how many years was it 2018 was it that recent where they only had like two maybe three a year and now now we're lucky to only get four like you know they they're really releasing these bad boys as quick as possible and i think fatigue is starting to set in for some of us but at the same time as long as if they keep you in the vfx artists to keep 
making the CGI, they're good to go. That's really the only question, right? Like, yeah, that seems to be like an issue right now. <laughs> a lot of the FX students don't want to work with them anymore. And I don't blame them. The working conditions for a Marvel movie is a lot. It's, uh, they have a lot of expectations with a very short timeline. Yeah. And they have a lot of money to throw at you to do it. But uh, it's still a lot to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. And it's they rely so much on CGI. Like, that's why these films cost so much, is they just throw so much money at the VFS ar- artists and just go, make it, in a, make it in a month. You know, uh, we don't got time to make these sets. We, we're, on a, we're on a short time here. We're, we're making five movies a year at this point. Uh, just, <laughs> here's the money and give it back to us in a month. Like, they're just so go, go, go at this point, which, you know, I don't blame the studio. They're trying to make... They're really making as much money as they can. If they make five a year, that's $5 billion films, hypothetically, they could be making. They're, they're, they're trying to get $5 billion a year here. Uh, you know, I don't blame it's them. a lot of money. Yeah, it, it is a lot. So, you know, it, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, DC wants to start a 10-year plan. The MCU is just, I don't, I don't know what their plan is, but they're, they're going at a fucking neck break pace here. Uh, it is interesting to see the superhero films have definitely shifted. Uh, I'm just hoping we get more of the Batman. You know, give me more like unique, fun films. If not, I hope films like Top Gun Maverick keep shining through every year. I hope every year there's going to be like 10 superhero films, but the number one film is going to just be this movie that's lightning in a bottle. Like keep giving us these unique films that audiences actually like. Because I'm hoping, you know, as. I'm sure Top Gun Maverick already set a precedent here. I'm sure studios are kind of looking at Top Gun Maverick and going, okay, we should maybe try and make a movie like this. But I, I don't know if it's possible. It's a tough task, that's for sure. Yeah, it's tough to be Top Gun Maverick. That, that is, that, that's a unique fucking movie. What a great movie. Fucking hell of a film. Well, that's everything on my end. Do you got anything else on your interest? I do not. All right. Well, have a fantastic day, guys. We'll see you guys uh, pretty shortly.